Sister Gray Owl, mm-hmm. you are in an office inside the church. It appears to be a, what what in, in sadder times would have been a, a minister's office, but in happier times is just um, an, an abandoned moldy room. Uh, and uh, sitting at the other end of a, um, a large stack of uh, like planks of plywood uh, that has been, I guess, make like sort of homebrewed into a desk uh, is Gundren Rockseeker, who is sitting in a surprisingly still intact leather desk chair. He's sitting on the other end. Uh, you are sitting in a regular chair that is uh, also very comfortable, but it doesn't roll around or uh, like bend backwards. I should also mention that you are both just kind of sitting there, silently staring at each other. Not in, no, nobody is in trouble. It does not give you menacing vibes. You're just sitting across a desk as we kind of now see two huge sharks are just inside this room, kind of towards the wall, uh, looking at both of you, completely composed of light, just silently watching along as you two are sitting at this desk. And Gundren just says, all right, Grail. Um, hmm. So, uh, yeah, y- you wanted to talk. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sharks. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Any other side effects about this artifact that you know about? Uh, as, I mean, as far as I know, they can be completely different for everyone. Um, some phantasms can be pretty vicious. Some have been known historically to kill their users. This doesn't seem like the case with you, uh, which is very good. But you know what? Actually, I gotta ask. Gotta ask real quick. Can you control them? Do you have, like, a pretty good grasp on that? Um, I mean, they're, they kinda vibe with me, but, um... I don't, I don't know. Okay, cool. Well, that makes me feel a lot better because there are sharks in the office, which is not a sentence that I thought I would really ever have to say. Um, but that is the, the case in this business. So that's fine. Um, any idea why there's two of them, I guess would be my follow-up question. No, not a clue. All I know is they're here. Um, yeah, well, uh, we we got that cleared up. Uh, what do you want to talk about, Sister Grey Owl? Um, something I would like to mention is, um, I can't seem to find the communicator. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, that may be a problem. So, um, three things I think we need to address right now is one, these sharks. Sure. Two, the fact that I can't find the communicator. And C, the fact that we have kidnapped this, not... Technically kidnapped? Okay, yeah, we have kidnapped this person. And uh, they know that I am not a part of the family. So when you when you say that, uh, we just kind of, the camera pans over to the corner of the room, and there's just this small child named Nirvana Liberty, who we all know very well by now, uh, and she is completely tied up, like hands cuffed together, feet cuffed together, a bunch of other rope kind of everywhere, and then uh, she has her, her mouth covered as well. And she's looking at you both with the anger that could kill just like fucking 10 men. Uh, and she's just in, in, in that little corner, and he's like, Yeah, well, I, I was gonna get to that. I was gonna gonna work my way over to that. So, let's get... Okay, so, no communicator, but plus one human child. 
Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, I guess... Did you, um... Okay, I guess what my next question would be, uh, did you happen to lay eyes on the dagger? Well, I mean... you Did I lay eyes on it? Yeah, yeah, you... That was maybe a little bit of an understatement. Um, I guess I just mean, did you see where it went? Do you know who has it? Um, no, I don't think I know where it is, actually. Gotcha. Um, I think it was back there, so... Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, well, listen, uh, b- before we go any further, I, I want to apologize, um, Sister Grey Owl. I think I've been, well, I, I think I've been a real jerk, uh, to you recently. I think I've been, um, pretty grumpy and I've been, uh, just kind of angry with you and your efforts to help us. And I want to fix that. A little are bit. you are you just apologizing because I have sharks? No, I'm apologizing because I've been taking out a lot of stress on you, uh, and and everyone else, but I feel like you especially. Um, and I thought I just I think that was really shitty of me. Uh, you had a lot of really good ideas, and I think if we had enacted on any of them sooner, this would have been preventable. I didn't want this to happen and it did and i will work with you uh to eradicate your phantasm if you wish hmm. eradicate i need to pray on that first let me ask god first let me no let me yeah ask about please that first. please god if if fuck if somebody is out there who can give us some goddamn answers that would be great um and he uh uh, he, he stands up and he uh, motions towards the door and he's like, well, well, we should probably figure out what to do with this child. Uh, oh, hey, um, wait, uh, one second. So you were telling me when you got separated from the others, uh, from, from the anarchists, while you were kind of having that uh, showdown, when y'all came back, uh, or not when y'all came back, sorry. So when y'all were having that showdown uh, with the anarchists, and then the other group came up, who were those people? Uh, Einar told me a little bit about them, but he wasn't there actually for that long. Um, the other group of people? Yeah, like an army or something? What do you mean? Oh, the other- Oh, so it was like this forest group, and they were like, we gotta protect the forest. And they're like, you're gonna pay for hurting- And not just the forest, but living beings. Mm, And they're like, you're gonna pay for hurting that dragon. And I was like, oh. KK. All right. Uh, what was, what, were they working for someone? Did you see what they looked like or? Mm, I did, but I couldn't tell you because I can't remember. Everything was okay. very fast and I, it went crazy and I just had yeah. to do what I had to do to protect people. I didn't All right. Nope. Get hurt. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, so we, uh, I, I'm going to put a team together, probably Craig and Ven, I think they're probably going to do some uh, looking into that. They're going to kind of figure out what the whole deal is with that, and they'll report back to us. That's fine. We got that. Um, we got to then, at some point, figure out what to do with this this person. Uh, and, oh, also, we need to find the others, uh, because I have a feeling that, uh, you know, we haven't been in contact for kind of uh, a long time, and I'd really like to know that they're okay. Uh, and also, uh, maybe if we could... Uh, find out where the next monster is. 
that would be very helpful too. Panera also, um, I kind of left Panera there. Oh so, shit, oh no, uh oh. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So she's with the anarchist, right? Correct. Alone. Okay. Oh fuck, okay. Do you think she has the communicator? Um, I don't know. Hopefully we can hopefully say that. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, alright, well, uh, let's, let's, let's go ahead and, uh, get the team together. And we will, you know, sort this whole deal out uh, as soon as possible. Um, and you both uh, leave that office towards the the main room. And with that, uh, we are going to cut back to uh, Asa, Azahi. I can do it. Mm, fuck, this late in the game? Fuck. <laughs> um, shit, second. Christ, um, and Abel, <laughs> I'm fine, I'm good. Uh, and uh, you are all standing uh, near, um, sort of uh, against, uh, like on the other side of a large like stone platform on the ground. Um, uh, you, you're standing uh, in front of Isley, uh, who is just, uh, this is the, the swords person uh, who has uh, defeated the centipede uh, before y'all could get the points. They poached your points, and now they have a sword that is right on top of Second's arm, hitting her to the ground. And I want to say real quick that there was a bit of a controversy, uh, and I decided to side with the players on this one, so it's fine. But I said in the in the cliffhanger to the last episode that Isley's sword was on top of Eli's, or sorry, not Eli, second, the character's neck, but actually, apparently, it was on her arm, because I didn't know how they were cuddling. But apparently, second was spooning the sword, not just having it lay on top of them, which is chill, I just <laughs> didn't know that. Uh, so, uh, so right, and it's like right on like where the pit is, so it'll be a very clean cut. And this very heavy sword is just kind of pinning you down. Isley is standing there, and so are all of you. Ah! 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 Whatever shall we do? Ah! 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 Did we get the screaming out of our system? Ah! Me, 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 me. Okay, sure, sure, sure. There we go. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Alright, we're good now. Okay, great, great, great. Uh, so, uh, I, I believe the deal was, I don't, it's been two weeks. Um, I believe, uh, the deal that we had come to is, uh, I leave and don't kill your friend or I stay, kill your friend and then kill the rest of you. Um, which one were y'all vibing with though? Uh, um, so oh, okay. second, are, are you what okay happens? with losing an arm? Yeah. Alright. You good with that? Alright. The universe be like that, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so um, I also uh, feel like I should remind you that I am holding you captive with lines. And they oh, are yes, yes, yes. they are wrapped dangerously around the most crucial parts of your body. My genitals? And no, your just throat. kidding. It's my legs. It's just oh my throat. And your legs. I don't now, think thanks, they go up that hard. Thanks for telling me about that part. The legs? Yeah, I got your legs. Thanks. Yeah, you got my legs. I got your legs. I don't think you have my throat. I got that would be legs. like a whole body. Well, I mean the vines are like everywhere. I'm gonna say as the GM they probably go up to the chest. Dang. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Because that would be you. very tall. Yeah. 
I got but you. yeah, no, you got me, and you got me pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but I have a pretty good connection to that sword, and I can cut myself free, and then um, all of your necks within the span of, I mean, no more than three minutes, and that would be taking my time. So, honestly, if you want to go for it, we can go for it, but it's not going to go well. I mean, right? weird flex, but okay. Um, let me congregate with my fellow friends, uh, for a can, can I just add real quick? I just feel like saying that I could kill all of you in an instant is a pretty above average to pretty cool flex. I mean, you're not the first, so... Yeah, yeah we've been here before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever, congregate, go talk. But I guess you have to stay on the ground, so I'll just pretend I'm not listening. Thanks, thanks, I really appreciate that. No problem. Okay. So I just like turn around and like, can can I just like try to do like a weird football huddle? Yeah, like go for it. with with my friend that's lying on the ground and my friend that is standing, just like a weird football huddle. Just like, all right, yeah, you just horizontal your body. <laughs> <laughs> you do big T pose and you're just like lying diagonally on the ground. All right, all right, team. Um, what what are we, what are we gonna do here? Second, you actually go with losing an arm. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Look, cool, like, I was ready to handed. sacrifice the pinky. I will take every limb off if I must. Yeah, but like, do you want to give this person the satisfaction? Here, here, no, no, no. Here's the deal. Here's hmm. the deal. You sacrifice you your make arm. A compelling argument. Af no, no, no. After we we kill them afterwards, I can give you one of my arms. I've already given <laughs> one away. I can give you another one. You only okay, have one like, arm. I'll be, I'll be willing to sacrifice being armless for a, oh, a while. You know what? We could get you. How am I gonna lift with your bone arms? <laughs> you know, okay, that is very rude. You know. Hmm. Hmm. No, nah, you can still have the arm. <laughs> Just no, I won't like it. Oh no, but like Azaki, you know, we, we you know what we could do. We could like, like when when you give the arm, we can just like give you another laser cannon or whatever. I mean, I we gotta find one first. We, Speaking we of which, I have I have ammunition for that, right? Yes. All right. So, um. Then How close am I to them? Uh, real quick, uh, uh, Bread Bull interjects. Uh, who's holding Bread Bull? Me. I should ask. Okay, uh, Bread Bull's like, hey, excuse me. Uh, before before we uh, continue on, before we make any more plans, um, do, do you think how, how many more? Azahi, how many more arms do you have, and how many are you willing to give away? Oh, I can Serious give you like ask. a toe or like part of my foot or okay, something. Okay, okay, okay. If you want it, yeah. That might okay. We'll we'll talk later. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Continue. So, are we in agreement that we kill him? Because I can I can do that real quick. I would like a little. I mean, sure. As a All treat. right. So, what am I gonna have to roll for this? Because I, I don't want to take any chances with this. Make a perception check. Oh my god, we should we shouldn't have huddled. Oh my god. Sixteen. So you look behind you to ready your weapon, and there is nobody in those branches. have completely vanished from that area, but with that roll, you do see something coming fast from the corner of your eye. In that general direction, I cast Horrific Massage. Uh, roll Charisma. <laughs> oh. I like the sound of that. <laughs> 23! Okay, uh, what do they see? I'm sorry about this bread bowl, but I haven't cleaned in between my toes for a while, and a little colony of parasites has started to form there, and they have they have reached 
tier two civilization, though, I think it is, where they start building <laughs> They have like a language and everything built. They have like, Fuck yeah. I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna like let you know. I'm like walking around doing hand gestures and everything while I'm saying this. They have little houses built in between there. Um, but uh, yes. they mainly formed earlier when we were in a, sp a certain type of like grass that was in the forest. We're not there anymore. We're in this weird centipede area. So they got into a recession uh, caused <laughs> by a food shortage. So they began resorting to cannibalism. So uh in 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 between the ribs of my poor poor phantasm you could just see this complete village of tiny cute little uh parasites ripping each other's guts out wearing them as clothes slurping down in the streets and 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 they're 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 not using the right salad knife for it okay uh so that, that's what they see is that actually there or is that the visage i'm not legally required to answer these questions right <laughs> I guess not. Uh, so I guess you, uh, your your snake, uh, like lurches in the air and unfurls its ribs, revealing this really weird, horrific, like I'm imagining a very stop motion animated kind of thing going on of just like a bunch of creatures like just eating each other apart. Uh, it, it's very Freddy Krueger, I think. Um, that thing flying towards the uh, corner of your eye. Oh, you just hear like, a, oh fuck, fuck. Uh, and they just fall to the ground uh, very quickly. They have this really like fancy pair of glasses that they wear that uh, doesn't have lenses on it, uh, but it just looks fashionable. It like falls to the ground and tumbles uh, a few feet. Uh, or no, they have a Victorian mask, I think is what I described them with. Uh, so that uh, falls uh, to the ground and like rolls down a little bit. Uh, and then they uh, stand up for a second like, oh, okay, fuck. Do you have a, Are... they're not using the right salad knife. What the hell? <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Fuck. Uh, all right. Uh, murder time, I guess, but with uh, no sneaking. Uh, I'm going to have everybody roll for initiative as you see Isley uh, just kind of like makes a motion uh, with their hand and the sword on top of the second just goes like flying uh, through the air and back into their hand. <laughs> I got a one. I got a seven. <laughs> I got a 16. Uh, Abel, take it away. Now I want the element of surprise. So I'm just gonna summon some vines to shoot out of the earth and like grab them by the wrist tightly. Okay, so go ahead and roll charisma. 14. Okay, yeah. Uh, so you just see like a uh, like a solid like three to four vines just like shoot out of the ground uh, as they coil back and grab uh, their hand. Um, I'll say that was a pretty good roll. Uh, so which hand is it? Is it the one with the sword or without? The one with the sword. Uh, so it catches their hand. They just look at you with like a lot of frustration and uh, they uh, are like, all right, fuck it. Uh, and they, they throw the uh, sword on the ground or not throw, just kind of drop it uh, on the ground. And uh, then they kind of jump up in the air and the vines are still attached to their arm. Uh, and they just kind of like do some, a little bit of running around where the vine comes out of the ground and then they jump and they take the vine. It's almost like, it's like a rope connected from their hand to the ground. And they just kind of do this like spin kick thing. Like they use it to like slingshot themselves around. Uh, and they are going to make an unarmed attack at you, Azahi. So go ahead and roll dexterity. Nine. Uh, so that is a success. You uh, definitely maneuver uh, their kick uh, in the air. Uh, and they land towards the ground. And then I'm going to make a strength check against myself. Then with that, they also very quickly just uh, like pull their arm 
up really violently and they now have uprooted them so they pulled them out of the earth and now have them on like this it, it's almost like a mace or like a whip but on the other end it's basically like the equivalent of a large potato because it's like a root so they, they, they pull that out they're uh, getting ready for action again uh but i believe it is seconds all right, I'm assuming that Lightbringer is somewhere not in my hand on the floor because of the beast we defeated yeah, and swallowed it. Yeah, okay, I should have uh, clarified. So when that thing died uh, and, and exploded, it uh, kind of uh, Zelda Breath of the Wilded its weapons. And so uh, all the weapons that it ate were, were just kind of on the ground. Okay. And oh. also you see, you don't see any other weapons, but you do see like quite a few like sets of keys and a lot of like... <laughs> Uh, just like uh, pretty heavily corroded jewelry in there by now. It, it, it's kind of like if you go into a museum and you see like, oh, what's inside of an alligator's stomachs? And you're like, that's a lot of lunchboxes. <laughs> it's that kind of thing. All right, I, I want to start planning to head in that direction. But before I do that, I'm going to use that piece of jewelry thing I store from the gift shop and control metal to turn it into three like very thin and sharp like needles. Okay, cool. And then I'm going to use my phantasm to throw them at our opponent to try and do use them like uh like pressure points oh i love that okay uh go ahead that sounds difficult as hell but yes. i like it <laughs> so go ahead and make a perception check with disadvantage all right oh nice okay 18. oh wow okay yeah we didn't really clarify where the points are being pressured uh so i won't say this will definitely happen but what do you want to happen from this like what are you trying to hit um, I don't know where it would be, but I'm assuming it would be somewhere along like collarbone, shoulder, junction, whatever it does that gets people to like conk the frick out. I don't know why I just censored myself, what? <laughs> You're good. Kind of just like send these needles in the, like the, it's really dope. So like they form in your hand, like very small Wolverine daggers uh, or claws, I guess. Uh, they just like these three show up in, in, in your fingers and then you throw them and using your phantasm, you kind of guide them. And they all land in Isley's back very quickly. Uh, go ahead and roll damage. And if you roll uh, within the top two numbers of their dice, it'll work out very well for you. And if it doesn't, then it'll just work out pretty well. Alright, oh, I got a, a five. Uh, so you throw these daggers, they uh, land in Isley's back. Isley just completely stops what they're doing, like with the whip and stuff like that, and they just like take a second, like, okay. Sorry, did someone do acupuncture on me? <laughs> what, one second, did, hold on, stop the fighting. Did one of you do acupuncture on me? Is this Stop fucking it. Naruto? <laughs> You got what, what? you got acupuncture money? What fucking what puncture was it? Where'd you where'd and they just throw up a lot uh, because you uh, you oh accidentally God. threw the the needles like one or two inches above where you were supposed to, uh, and there's like oh fuck oh that was that was no bueno that was real bad ah oh, shit oh fuck God. Do y'all have a Ralph gun? What the hell was that? <laughs> you weren't supposed to keep moving. Uh, well, I did! Y'all are wild and not in a fun way. Not in like a cool nymph way, just like in a fucked up, weird way. Y'all were eating bugs and whatever, whatever. Well, you uh, weren't invited, so shut up. Valid! Uh, and they start swinging around uh, their uh, whip and kind of angrily try to strike uh, second. Uh, second, go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw. All right. 
That's a 16. Uh, so you, uh, like, it comes uh, flying at you, uh, and it, uh, like, you put your hand out to kind of, like, stop it from hitting you. Uh, but what it does then is it just kind of wraps around your arm. So nothing has happened yet uh, after that. It doesn't do any damage or anything. Uh, you just kind of, like, catch it uh, a little bit, but it catches, like, around your wrist, not in your hand. Uh, so now that is there uh, for a second, and there's this large beat uh, that is, it's, or not, yeah, I guess a beat is kind of cool. It's very, like, uh, uh, Super Mario 2. Uh, so, like, this, this, uh, beat just kind of, like, wraps around, uh, your arm and, uh, has it in place. And so now, uh, both you and Isley's arms are kind of, like, connected by this, uh, long vine. Uh, but before anything else can happen, Azahi, what would you like to do? Um, are they, are they mostly stationary? Yeah, they have, I mean, they, they just did like a cool flippy thing in the air, uh, but they are now like parallel with Second, who is also on the ground. So yeah. What did you want to do? Uh, shoot them. Oh, uh, with your gut? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, those do like 1d8 each, I think, of fire damage. But, so. I, I, didn't I buy like special ammo? Oh yeah, what was the element that you got? Was it just fire? I can't remember if it was fire or ice. I'm pretty sure it was just fire, but maybe you did get like two ice ones. I don't remember. I, I would stick to fire for now though, until you can definitely remember. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I just pull out my strap, aim for <laughs> their torso slightly above like the the nipple line because if you hit like above there it's like more likely to knock them off balance and okay cool shoot uh, i'll say because you knew that cool fact about like projectiles uh go ahead and roll perception with advantage yo dirty 20. <laughs> oh, yeah. natural 20. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I also just want to say real quick, my first roll was a one, so thank you for the advantage. That's fucking <laughs> excellent. We went all up and down the dice, and that's pretty great. So uh, you Duality. take a shot with with your cannon, and you definitely should have hit. Uh, and I want to stress that, like it's like a very clear path, like you can kind of see it uh, flying through the air very quickly. Time seems to stop as it just travels through the air right up to their chest. And almost inhumanly, they just kind of jerk backwards, kind of like when uh, you're playing Skyrim and you shouldn't have missed with the arrow, but the game already decided that you missed. So it just like weirdly shifts the dude to the left or whatever. It's kind of like that. Uh, and so unfortunately does this vine uh, as it drags uh, Second forward uh, pretty violently. Second, go ahead and make a constitution check as a ball is about to collide with you. And that could be pretty bad. That's it, they're hacking. Pause the game, someone call an admin. I am not dealing with this today. <laughs> <laughs> you know the rules. You know the rules. <laughs> I got a 15. Okay, you get pulled forward and this ball uh, comes flying at you. Uh, and I think, again, you just reflexively put your arm to stop it because you're you're a constitution lady. You're not a fucking dexterity lady. Well, I don't actually know your stats, so maybe I'm wrong, but that's the impression I get. Um, and you bring your hand up and you just fucking catch it perfectly. Uh, oh, like, it's nice. just like a really great catch. And it is a hot ball, too. I think that's a baseball term. Uh, and it, like, like it, it hurts your arm when you catch it, but not in a way that causes damage or anything. And you fall to the ground, and then you see that sword, uh, that the aforementioned sword, uh, just kind of fly through the air again, uh, but like with a lot of aggression. Uh, <laughs> you don't really fully know 
how to describe that. Uh, but like, it looks like this sword is like kind of angry or weighty when it moves through the air and cuts this uh, vine in half. Isley kind of leaps up after it, like almost as if they like weighed nothing when they do this and they uh, they go to catch it again. While you're distracted with this genuinely like pretty dope fucking, fucking Yuri on Ice style maneuvering <laughs> uh, that you're seeing on the battlefield, this uh, ball in your hand just starts to beep very loudly uh, and uh, flash with a red light. Uh, so go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw to not get blown up. Mm. Ooh, eight. <laughs> oh, dip. So, Rook, I just want to point out, you already agreed that you were okay with losing an arm. That's I did. all I'm going to say. <laughs> I regret my hubris. It was an accident, but you, we made a deal. It's okay. I probably won't lose an arm. I'm just going to eat fucking vegetable. <laughs> all right. So, I could, as a game master, right, very simply just blow you up or make you take a whole lot of fire damage, or uh, make uh, you become comically covered in soot, uh, like a Looney Tune. All those are good options, but I have a, a spicy one uh, <laughs> that might not affect anybody. We'll see. So how about everybody go ahead and roll a d6. Oh boy. <laughs> no, I got a five. You got a four. I got a okay. Second, you uh, reflexively just kind of drop it, uh, but you're a strong last, so you kind of like release it in a way very much that would like um, look a lot like an underhand toss. Uh, and you kind of like throw the little ball in the air and it just kind of gracefully lands in Azahi's hand, um, or, or just hand, I guess. And uh, Azahi just kind of like looks back up at you a little bit. And how about, uh, because it is ultimately your projectile, Azahi, go ahead and roll a D8 for damage as this thing explodes. I'm reconsidering giving you my arm. Uh, <laughs> it's, I got a three. Okay, uh, so it's not too bad. Uh, so yeah, it explodes, and if it were just a regular human being that had been struck by this, they would have been comically covered in soot. But luckily, everything about Azahi is already comical, so it explodes in the air, and so like all of your bones just go flying. God, uh, my so you God. take you take three damage, and uh, you will be prone uh, for like one turn. But that doesn't mean you can't do anything. It just means you will have to take a movement to reassemble. Uh, you that happens to. You. Uh, I believe it is back up to Abel's turn, uh, and we'll say that uh, in all that commotion, um, Isley has uh, landed on the ground, and uh, they are balancing on the hilt of their sword, and the the blade of their sword is just stabbed right directly in the ground. Um, I want to do a multi attack. Okay, go for it. Okay, so one, I want to summon more vines, but this time they wrap around as much of the sword as they can. Just kind of like if the earth was swallowing them, but I can't control the earth, but I can summon vines, so. Okay, cool. So just a bunch of vines to wrap around uh, the sword as thickly and as best as they can. Okay. And then I want tackle Isley off their sword. Okay, uh, sounds good. Uh, first, I'm gonna have to make a charisma check with disadvantage. Eight. Okay, uh, so your vines start moving upwards around the sword, and they, they do successfully wrap kind of around it. Uh, as they move upwards uh, towards uh, the, like, uh, sole of Isley's uh, boot, uh, so that, that, that is uh, seemingly working, uh, and you go in for the tackle as well. Um, I'm going to slow down time a little bit, like I like to do. Uh, are you flying when you're doing this tackle? 
Let's go with the running start that leads into flying. Okay, cool. Uh, so you are, uh, you've begun uh, running after them, and you uh, kind of take that first uh, foot off the ground to start flying. And as soon as you have left ground and are completely in the air, uh, you see that blade kind of like start to slowly rotate just a little bit. Well, it, it's quickly rotating, but because of the risen, resistance of the vines, it isn't making much headway with this. But then you see very quickly, it kind of corkscrews through the vines and completely just tears up a section of the ground. They're still balanced on it uh, at, the, at the moment, but you see they kind of like lean backwards a little bit. And so the whole sword kind of bends back on the ground and then they uh, leap off of it. And with their other hand, they kick the hilt uh, towards you, and it goes spinning through the air. Abel, uh, go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw with disadvantage. Jesus, talk about a fucking swordmaster. 14. So you see this sword as it's just spinning through the air very quickly, uh, just like fly towards you, and it just goes straight into your shoulder. You haven't really experienced a ton of pain in this form uh, as a ghost, uh, but this fucking sucks. Uh, like, I, I want to describe it, it is not, you, like, you don't have nerves, it's not regular pain, but it feels a lot like everything just becomes very warm, uh, and then very cold, and then very warm again, like, super, uh, fast. Uh, it's just, like, uh, going, like, up and down the temperature levels on your arm, uh, and it's very, uh, painful. And you, uh, can kind of actually see that area is just kind of, like, flashing in, it, like, like, in opaqueness, kind of like somebody has, like, their mouse on, like, the slider, uh, just going up and down, uh, to, uh, make that effect as your arm is just kind of, like, blinking in distress. And then you feel something that's almost like just a bolt of electricity shoot through your entire body, uh, but all kind of like focused on this one point uh, in your arm, uh, which was a really, really, really long way to say that it hurts. Uh, and you kind of like fall back on the ground uh, and you land what would be very painfully, but it wouldn't, it doesn't affect you at all, uh, except that it's maybe a little bit embarrassing. Uh, and you just fall into the dirt uh, and you like take a tumble uh, with the sword still in your, um, it, 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 still in your arm and obviously lands in the ground and looks at you all and is like, are we going to keep going or do you guys get it? You know, I've been stabbed with swords before. Magical swords, too. Um. And I gotta say, uh, you know, this may hurt, but it is nothing compared to my emotional baggage. So, fuck, Jesus Christ. When you say that, though, you feel something very strange which is you feel the sword begin to shift downward very quickly. I wanna describe this the best way that I can. It doesn't feel like anyone's moving the sword. It doesn't feel like, this isn't like a Jedi style like force uh, maneuver. Uh, the sword just becomes unbearably heavy. It felt like it weighed nothing when it first went into your arm. It felt like uh, just a very large needle had been placed in your arm. But right now it uh, weigh feels like it weighs like around like 200 pounds. Like the, the sword just like uh, grows uh, in like a it, like in, a, in, in and like immense density uh, and a lot more pressure is put on your arm and you are just very quickly pulled to the ground in pain uh, as this uh, as this like stab wound kind of drags down uh, your arm a little bit uh, but you it doesn't get too far uh, before it pins you 
uh, back to the ground. Um, and Isley looks at you. He's like, go ahead. Finish your speech. Emotional baggage. Uh, you've been stabbed before. You've been hurt before. Uh, oh, all this stuff. And you're going to strike me down in vengeance and anger. Go ahead. Please, say it. Oh, wow. What? Oh, wow. Jesus Christ. You really like to assume things, huh? You just really like to jump to conclusions. No. Everyone's the say, same. Um, yeah. This really hurts. Um, uh-huh. But yeah. I'm not... I'm not responsible for the actions that my friends take. So, uh, you know, don't ask me. Go ahead. Kill me. But don't... Oh, I mean, I can. Yo, hold up. All right, no. actions of my friends. (laughs) Hey, uh, Abel, maybe chill for a minute. I don't think we're ready for you to die. I know. I'm sorry. I'm just getting a little worked up because this this asshole is really pushing the wrong buttons. And also, they're cutting off my arm. Between I get that a lot. Vengeance and anger, and vengeance and just annoyance. Anger is something that you have to earn by being a worthy opponent. Annoyance is you. So, I'm just gonna be real no. with you, Chief. I'm done. Sure, sure. Kind of dick. They just stole our kill. At the very least, yeah. could have asked. Not only that, whenever we fairly, you know reasonably tried to question you on it and you know attacked you but it's just it's just the name of the game um you had the audacity to make fun of us how dare you all right look you've given me a really good four minutes of fighting uh thought i'd kill you a lot faster and you put up a good fight and i want to honor that uh, I'm sorry that I took your kill, um, though no creature's life belongs to you inherently, uh, but I understand where you're coming from, and this is why I usually don't really like to stay in the same area after I've done this. So, here, here's the thing. Um, I am what you might describe as a poacher. I am not a honorable combatant. I am not a fighter or a warrior or a hero. I don't represent a nation. I don't represent a people. I am not even really playing to win or uh, earn some sort of mystical power. I genuinely was not really listening. Uh, Here's the thing, though. What I do and uh, what uh, a service that I offer is that I win shit on other people's behalf. I am an assassin. I'm a bounty hunter. I'm a thief. I'm a lot of things. Uh, But what I do is, professionally, uh, when some huge epic quest opens up and, oh, the the princess will be saved and whoever she's saved by, oh, we'll get to take her hand in marriage or, oh, the dragon took the treasure and whoever restores the treasure will bring back yada, yada, yada. I go in to that situation and I complete the quest for somebody else. I am a professional gamer, I guess you could say. But... That sounds super weird for this context. So here's the thing. I am not doing this to slight you in any way. I am just trying to win this stupid, long competition so that I can take the prize and sell it to the highest bidder. 
okay? I don't have anything against y'all. I'm really, really, real bummed that I fucked with y'all's shit. Uh, if you wanted answers, those are the answers. I am not here to cause any problems personally. I just want to get on with the game. Okay. Okay, you know what? Oh, fuck, this hurts a lot. You know what? Blocked. And uh -huh. deleted. <laughs> okay. I'm Is that done. it? Yeah, no, I'm done. Uh, what about y'all guys? Wait, so did like nobody hire you for this? You're just doing this and then you're going to sell the prize? Someone will hire me, certainly, uh, because I'm going to win this competition. Hey, you know, uh, this, is a really, this is a really nice conversation, but, like, I'm done fighting. So, like, and if my friends are done fighting, then can you just take your sword back? Because, like, uh, it's, it's, like, halfway down my arm already. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Uh, ah! And you see, they just, they walk over to you. Uh, and they, um, you see, as soon as they touch it, as soon as it, like, makes contact with their hand, the sword becomes very light and uh, just starts to apply no pressure again. Oh. And they pull it out with ease, uh, and it, it doesn't hurt when they pull it out. Like, it just, it feels uh, kind of like a, a shot coming out. Like, it's, like, the best part of the shot experience, which is overall a bad experience, but you get it. Um, and they just kind of, like, remove it, and they're like, all right, yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so... I guess you got I'm a band-aid? Uh, for, for preferably ghosts? One with, preferably one with, like, little emojis on them. Okay, that's... Uh, well, I, I don't have a band-aid, but... And you see they kind of, like, fish around uh, in, like, a, uh, a belt uh, pocket, and they pull out the small vial of, like, this, like, weird, like, greenish-gray liquid, and they hand it to you, and, like, this is actually for hunting... Uh, Weapon or beasts and uh, animals that are like really, really bad with like magic or like gastral or gastral. That's not the word. Astral. Ghosty things. Is it astral? Astral. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, th this is for hunting down beasts that are really bad with like the supernatural, and that's kind of like a weakness. It's a very you know Pokemon like ghost type kind of thing. Uh, you can kind of apply this to any weapon, but it is just ghost ectoplasm. So. I mean, maybe just rub this on there, and uh, here, here. It's like my equivalent of saliva. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so I'll they, take they it, hand that but to I'm you. just saying. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't really know how your anatomy works. It is, in fact, a modern scientific mystery. Um, and they, they hand that to you, and they're like, okay. Um, so I, I guess I'm going to get going. Sorry about the whole thing. I hope your arm gets better oh wow you know i'd say thank you but also you're kind of responsible for this one of course uh you probably wouldn't have done this if i didn't instigate the fight but, but i mean i feel like i just uh am allowed to complain right now <laughs> well um, we all said and did a lot of things sure yes some of them were kick-ass and involved a lot of flips and other ones were really petty and obnoxious yeah yeah, no, uh, yeah, I get really petty sometimes. Uh, I'm not usually like this, you know? Um, okay, sure, sure, sure. And, you know, next time you try to steal one of our kills, just, like, give us a heads up, you know? Just a little, little warning, so at least that way we know we're about to get screwed over. You know, it, it's just out of courtesy. But at least just for our group, you don't have to do it with anybody else, but, like, I know this might be asking a lot, but, like, just out of courtesy. I understand that that would be a super chill thing for me to do but i'm probably not gonna do it 
Okay, well, um, screw you too then, I guess. Thanks. I mean, yeah, no, okay. sure, it's a no, competition. Not, if not, I give you drugs to, like, use afterwards, because you at the very least, like, try to prioritize other people instead of us. I mean, I'm going to go after whoever's closest to me proximity-wise and uh, monster, but yeah, I'll take your drugs. What's up? All right, here you go. So, um, kind of weird. You kind of throw up a bit afterwards, but the bro, the trip is glorious. Just oh. know. Oh, oh. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's it's <laughs> Is it the one that you took at that uh, at that youth camp? <clears throat> I have. I cannot confirm nor deny these allegations. Anyways. Oh shit! Um, you got Bible camp drugs? Fuck yeah. Anyway, so. Basically, you're supposed to like swallow the whole thing. It's kind of like a pill. You gotta swallow it in like one big bite. If you, if you don't, it gets like stuck in your mouth, like stings and burns and shit. Uh, here you go. This is my last little carrot thingy of it. Okay. They take it and they look at it and they look at you and they're like, "That's a good one. That's super good. That's a super good one." Uh, and they uh, hand it right back to you and they're like, "I know what worm's tail is." Hmm. Yeah. But I. I can't fault you for trying. Super good. Defo would have killed me if I had not been to Alaska. Very oh, cool. You've been to Alaska? This is crazy, right? Yo. Oh my god. It's fucked up. Do you, do you know uh, what, what yeah. was her name? The one, the one on the stick. What was it? Post sign. Post. Signpost. Oh Signpost. fuck yeah! That's yeah. How's how, yeah. how's it doing? Yeah. Oh, how's it doing? just vibing, bro. Yeah, we saw that dude. Yeah, Legend. he got to go on a car ride a few a while ago. He seemed really okay. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, you you know what? You know what, y'all? I'm sorry. Genuinely, that was a fucked up thing for me to do. That doesn't mean I'm not gonna do it later for for job purposes. But you know what? Like, I it's the same. I feel the same kind of bad way as if y'all were like cool teens that uh, broke into a movie theater or like got into an R-rated movie and I reported your asses. I feel bad about it I'll, and I'll still do it again, but genuinely sorry. Y'all seem nice. Sorry about that whole thing. Hey, you know, if we had met at any other point in time, I think we would have been, I think we would have, yeah, yeah, I think we would have done pretty good. You're like a really chill person to hang with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and hey, who knows, maybe Island. one day in the future, not foreshadowing anything. Yeah, just saying, maybe. Just saying where I do. Let's see. If, if I'm a fan favorite, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> and you, they start to kind of turn around uh, and they uh, start to head off pretty, pretty happily, pretty, uh, they, they, they seem kind of chipper. Um, and as soon as they do, they are immediately met face to face with a bow and arrow that is just directly in their face. Oh. And they jump back, and y'all didn't notice this, but from the shadows, an entire army has surrounded you uh, within oh. seconds during this conversation. Um, and you see all these people uh, standing uh, around you, and you see one of them kind of pushed forward uh, uh, to, to describe them all. They all seem to have kind of like blackish, reddish clothing. The clothes vary in type. They're all seem seemingly like naturally made. Uh, they're from like different like, you know, like bark and uh, plant-like materials. But they all have these really intricate masks that look like, like the heads of moths. And they all step forward, uh, but one of them uh, moves uh, through all of them towards, towards where you are. Uh, and he looks at you all and he just says, Crimes against the forest and her people. You have been sentenced to the highest punishment. How do you pray? X 
execution or banishment. Um. Um. Oh. Are, um. Are you, can we, are you talking to us? Uh, uh, thank you. I think he's talking to all of us. Guys, what, what do we do? Is he talking to us? Us? Um, Maybe. All of us? Maybe. Hi. Uh, welcome. Who are you talking to? I am, I, I don't, uh, so we're trying to, you know, film our student project. We didn't know this, we didn't know that this area was uh, off the limits or something, but you know. For crimes against the forest and her people, you have been sentenced to the highest punishment. How do you pray? I, Execution or banishment? Is, is, uh, okay. are, are they like um, a park ranger or something? I, you I said know. you said this place um, was cool. Um, bro, uh, we got like Tim coming with the cameras and everything. How are we gonna film our next scene? Hi. Are y'all uh, doing it? Are y'all doing, doing a documentary? Legit? As cool as hell. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, it's like a it's a student film, but you know we're gonna we're thinking of entering into a couple film festivals. Maybe. Okay, cool, cool. Well, if you'd like it to stay a documentary and not a found footage, uh, cannibal holocaust-esque uh, uh, horror movie, I would say maybe uh, we want to kind of smooth talk our way out of this. Uh, was, do we need like a permit or something to be here? We, we weren't really we, sure. It we were kinda... told this was free grounds. Yeah, you know, is... the person that we talked to, they said that we could film oh. here. It's free grounds to do anything you please, as long as you are not harming the forest or her creatures. You have all done just that. Okay. Because of this, I have no choice but to give you one of two options. Execution or banishment. Um, um okay, okay. Um. So I just want to point out real quick that aren't you technically harming the forest also by stepping on the grass? No, that's not the issue. Grass doesn't die when you step on it. Are you guys are you? like trampling flowers or like pushing aside for No, are you completely just, just the pains of the grass? That's not that's not very that's not very considerate of you. Well, actually, most of the forest uh, feeling comes from the, the trees and. The, and the larger oh vegetables. so just because it's bigger it's more important wow wow no one wow. ever thinks mm. about the little uh, guys mm. no one ever thinks about i bet i bet you count the importance of the ant by every single ant and not the fact that there's like eight times more ants than there are people <laughs> in the world okay just no, because actually, it's one little ant that doesn't mean it's a part of a bigger colony with its own family and feelings silence <laughs> our whole deal is just about that the ants are way more important than the people they are actually seen as a species and not a disease so if we're gonna play your little game i'll play it and i can go through my whole manifesto and uh, all, all the all the the ways we protect the forest but just as a general rule it's chill as hell to walk on the ground and like do that kind of thing and like pick flowers or whatever but it's fucked up to burn the forest or kill creatures got it um i have yet to burn the forest or kill a creature in this well, forest yeah. and uh the entire 
crowd and, and the camera just kind of like motion over to the like uh, dead body of this like black and uh, gray like centipede that's just kind of coiled up al- almost completely like waterless on the ground. Yeah, that was them. I just point. <laughs> hey, hey, You're now, like, wait a second, wait a second. Hey, hey, I thought we were really hitting it off. Shh, shh, shh. Just, just go with it. Um, so, as you can see by via my very clear beak and wings, I am a forest creature, and, um, I'm sorry. You see this figure, uh, without words, just kind of look at you, and he pulls something out of his uh, upper right breast pocket, uh, and it's this small, dark green crystal, and he holds it up uh, to you. Uh, it, it is on the end of like this this uh, rope. It, it's like embedded like a piece of uh, jewelry. It's basically an uncut stone. It's it's like removed from the ore, so I guess that means it is cut, uh, but it isn't shaped or anything like that. It is just a uh, perfectly crisp, clean crystal uh, from the earth, and he, he holds it out to you, and he just says, Would you like to test that? Can I pull out my last little carrot of worm's tail on the condition that you test this too? A gentleman's agreement? Yes. yes. Fine. Fine. Okay. Uh, and uh, he just says, but you go first. Okay. Real quick. How do I, how do, I do that? Uh, so he just holds it up to you. Uh, and and he's, he's much shorter than you. Like he's, he's... Uh, a little bit shorter than an average person would be, uh, probably by a head or so. He probably stands at like a solid four foot to four, like three feet tall. Um, so by when I say average person, I'm thinking me height because that's how I perceive the world. So like below 5'11", somewhere between four foot and 5'11", I guess. He's looking at you and he just like uh, holds his crystal out and just says, see into it. Okay. So, am I gonna hold it? Or are you gonna hold it? Like, I was just gonna. At that, he just kind of grabs, uh, grab. You have like a cloak, right? Like a cool, like feather cape. Yes, my feather poncho. Yeah, he he kind of like grabs you by uh, where the collar would be and just like pulls you uh, towards the ground and brings the crystal right up to your eye, and very quickly your uh your sight just becomes like uh blinded by a powerful light it like the radiance just kind of flows through you all at once as you your consciousness kind of just kind of like shoots through uh into what feels like another dimension almost like you you're flying through and like the entire world is just kind of kaleidoscoping around you slowly becoming more and more green uh just kind of like changing in all these different uh shapes and sizes um and you are flying fast uh, towards the ground. Uh, and I also want to say uh, that uh, it, it appears like you've landed on, on another planet uh, in this kind of trance. Uh, but it is covered uh, in forest and jungle and it, the entire world seems to be green. Uh, it's raining heavily and um, you you fall to the ground. Uh, you look up uh, uh, and the, the sky is like this like bright crackling green and um you like like there's lightning and it's very like stormy um 
but like the whole world is just like glows uh, this like powerful green. And um, as you kind of stand up, you feel something, uh, which is a surprise all by itself. You feel anything. You have nerve endings again. Uh, and when you look down, you are fully in that Kenku form that you have seen uh, uh, a few times now uh, in various trances. And uh, you kind of like stand up a little bit. And um, you, uh, there is a small cottage uh, that is built into a tree uh, directly in front of you. What do you do? Uh, I walk up and knock. You knock on the door, and the door opens, uh, kind of almost like automatically, as soon as you bring your fist towards it. Uh, and you are just kind of filled with this warmth, uh, that comes through the door, and the, a really amazing smell, uh, comes from, uh, a nearby kettle that has been placed on a, um, like, on, on like, like an actual proper, uh, like medieval cooking fire, um, that stands kind of in the corner of the room. As uh, you see this uh, older woman uh, with a lot of leaves in her hair. She has like this long, uh, like green and purple poncho. And she has a lot of different rings and ornaments kind of all around her. Uh, she uh, appears to be making um, some sort of tea. And she hasn't seen, she doesn't seem to have noticed you yet. Uh, he- hello? Oh. Uh, I'm sorry, did I interrupt something? No, 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 no. Um, excuse me, uh, uh, c- creature... What is your name? Uh, Quickwind. Ah, Quickwind, Quickwind. And why have you come to see me today? Uh, she she uh, pours hot water into uh, two small uh, mugs. Um, I don't really know. I was some some dude put a crystal in my face, and here I am. Ah, oh, I see. Um, and you kind of see. Uh, as she uh, stirs this, uh, starts to stir the uh, the cup, you see something that uh, you uh, you you notice uh, kind of like how she is uh, making uh, the the drink in front of you. Uh, you see she like places this like bag. Uh, it, it looks like like a homemade filter almost, like just like, out of like out, uh, actual cloth, um, like very very thin cloth, of course. And she has uh, she's placed. Uh, uh, several leaves into it um, and she's kind of like dunking it uh, carefully into these two cups uh, and you see she's doing all of this with one hand uh, all, all of this is being done with her left hand uh, and you actually see her uh, her right hand has been uh, amputated from what it looks like like it kind of like uh, stops at where the elbow would be um, and uh, she, she just has um, a, a left like forearm and hand uh, she uh, uh, gets this, this tea ready um and she says, okay, I suppose that means you came here from the crystal, yes? Uh, I would assume yes. Mm, nice, nice, welcome. Uh, and she, uh, motions to the small plate that she has, uh, put together. Would you like any tea? Um. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Uh, and she, um... Uh, walks over to you and she hands you this very like uh, um, it, it seems like it's like a ceramic uh, mug it looks like very like it, it looks handmade but not necessarily by a professional um, and she she um, she pours tea into that and um, she she hands it to you and then she uh, pours uh, tea into her own mug uh, that just says uh, uh, number one mom on no it says world's best mom 
on it. Uh, and she, uh, it, it is a very modern, non-handmade mug, and she starts sipping it. And she uh, just kind of effortlessly uh, sits down and uh, blows the smoke or the steam away. Um, and she says, "Go on, drink up." Okay. I take a drink. Okay, go ahead and roll a d6. Okay. Bada die. Six. Okay. Uh, so you really like it. Uh, as soon as you take a sip uh, of it, um, it almost feels like you need this tea, if that makes sense. Like, you take one sip of it, and your mouth just kind of fills with, like, this, like, um, delicious like vanilla uh you uh you sense all these different flavors it's like cinnamon and it's like warm and it's like foams at the top it's just it's the best tea you've ever had it almost feels like you are drinking a hot milkshake and as you take a sip you just can keep sipping uh and you you can't seem to stop and uh as you kind of start to clean out the mug uh before you um it fills back up and you just keep drinking it. You like literally just cannot stop doing that. Uh, and as you just kind of have resulted to uh, holding it above your head, trying to get as much out as you can, um, she sits before you and she just says, what a shame. It seems you aren't quite ready to come home yet. And she sets her mug down and you are immediately ripped out of this perception. Uh, you have been uh, pulled out of wherever you were and you wake up um, and you are standing there in front of uh, the army again, absent of hot milky tea. And you, uh, you sit there uh, and you still taste it. Uh, just a little bit, which is very strange because you normally cannot taste at all, uh, but it is still there in your mouth just a little bit, and you have been transported back, and um, the being before you just says, hmm. Well, you got farther than most, but you are not a creature of the forest. Okay. Unfortunately for you, that means you are just as much of a criminal as your two friends. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. Can I, can um, I ask you real quick? Uh, sure. What's, what's, what's Freya's deal? I, I thought she was supposed to be like a forest goddess. Why is she letting people kill her creatures? If they are her Freya. creatures. Freya is a bastard. And she is not worth our time, nor our worship. She owns the forest in the same way that a white man owns property. And he uh, puts the arrow towards you all, and they, uh, they pull back their strings, uh, and uh, he repeats the, the phrase again. For crimes against the forest and her people. Hold on, you wait, been... you wait, wait. God you damn it, have, what? You still have your end of the deal. Oh, fuck, you're right. You know what? I got completely distracted. And you see, he kind of pulls up the mask just a little bit. And I'm going to say, Azahi, go ahead and make a perception check. 18. Okay, yeah. Uh, so they pull back the mask just a little bit. And you see something very strange. They have a very small head. Uh, you don't completely know how to describe it, but it is, like, dark yellow, and they have really sharp teeth, uh, from what it looks like, and you just see this being kind of just put the, um, 
the worm's tail in their mouth and quickly uh, close the mouth, uh, or sorry, close the uh, helmet um, over them. Uh, you kind of just saw the the bottom, like the lower jaw of their head, and it looks like they're almost like reptilian in a way. They're just like kind of like strange and yellow, and it's not really a creature that you think you've ever seen. Okay, yeah, uh, can I can I can I like warn him real quick not to swallow it, just to chew it? Before you do that, uh, the creatures already put the whole thing in their mouth, uh, and uh, they they just pop it in there. And um, they kind of chew it for a second. The mouth, the, the mask, by the way, is, has been has closed over, so you can't really see their face. And then they uh, kind of, you see their head kind of tilt to the side a little bit, like a kind of like hard to the right. And they uh, kind of like lean their head, they crack their neck a little bit, um, and then they, you hear a gulp, just like a swallow. And the creature before you is like, seems fine to me. What was that? Alright. Is that like a potato? Weird potato. I know I know I know that you kinda like shoved your crystal in my face, but I was hoping I'll get a chance to explain. So do you have the ability to regurgitate on command? Uh probably. Why? Can you do that real quick? Because you're only supposed to chew it. Oh. Uh uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. Why? Did you okay. poison me? Uh, not on purpose. I thought we had a gentleman's agreement. And I thought you were going to let me explain how to do it. Just like I thought you were going to explain to me how to do the crystal. But... Well, it seems fine, and we don't have a lot of time. We have other places okay. we need to be as an so, army. So, real go quick. Up, hurry up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you either die or end up fine... Um, one, try to regurgitate, just hork it up, like touch your, your dangly throat thingy, whatever. Two, okay. can we do anything to not, not per se combat, because that's a very aggressive word, but at the very least oppose Freya, other than just hunting down the hunters, who likely are just in it for their own selfish needs. I can attest to this. But Freya, something's up with her. Can we do anything about that? Gosh, no, fuck it. It's Andy. Go ahead and roll a charisma check. <laughs> I forgot. We have to do those. Twelve. He looks at you, and he kind of like holds his hand back, uh, motioning for everyone to put their bows down. And he just kind of sits there for a second, or stands there, I guess, and is like... You are not a creature of the humans, are you? It's up for debate, honestly, but I would not consider myself one of them, no. Merely working with them for the time being. So you're a grey? Yes, I think. Who among you has transgressed? Which one of you killed the creature? Uh, just to be clear, talking about the giant... Bug creature, right? Yes, the centipede king. It would be that person. However, you and they. Oh, uh, uh, me? Uh, yes. What are your motivations for doing this? And they they look around at you like, oh, I um, I I I I was trying. I wasn't trying to hunt. I I was. They're doing um, it for me. I. Well, 
They were doing it to help me. What? What? Um, so... Hi, hello, my name is um, Abel Pastor. Um, as you may have noticed, I am dead. Okay. Um, right. So, um, you know, I, you know, obviously, um, man, this is kind of awkward, huh? You know, which means I used to be alive. And when I was alive, I was very happy. But now I'm dead and I don't know anything about my life. And I was kind of hoping that if I could maybe somehow become alive again, I would remember everything about my past life. And so that's what this competition is for. You know, all, all these people here, they're just here to help me just get back to the life I had before. You have a lot of baggage. I made a joke about that earlier. <laughs> I believe you. I'm not really one for jokes. That's how I cope. I... I am conflicted. And you see, he kind of moves back. Um, and he's kind of looking around at uh, the whole situation. And... Um, he, he moves uh, through the crowd for a second, and he, he leaves, and everyone is very confused by all of this. Um, and then he very quickly steps out, um, uh, back, back out, and he said, Okay, it seems like one of you is a criminal, and it is the ghost. You have transgressed because you killed the creature, or you wanted the creature. Look, I don't know. At this point, I don't know. I, in this juncture, am prepared to kill only one of you. I will do that. That's fine. But one of you is dying and one of you is living. So you may all choose who that will be. Which one of you is going to take the fall for this? One creature for one person. We didn't know that it was against the laws. We were just... As is the case with any law, man or God. You didn't know, but you did it anyway. You pay the price regardless. I can take their place if they are allowed to be banished. Yeah, you know, uh, I vote banished, not killed. Do you all wish to be banished? Uh, and Isaac's like, yeah, no, I'm super into banishment. Yeah. That sounds excellent. Let's do banishment, right, guys? Yeah, banishment. Bet, bet, bet. Never Fat fucking this horse again. Bet. And when you say that, arrows all become trained on you again. And you see this figure. He um, pulls something out of his uh, his his uh, pocket, and it is the dagger that you've all been so sort of looking for, sort of like a big quest item. Uh, don't know if you've heard of it. Um, he he pulls this out. And he says, so the fucked up thing about our little mont motto is banishment and death are the same thing. Either you become banished from this world or you die within it. And if you choose to die within it, your 
spirit will go on in the world. You will live in the woods, in these woods, forever. And if you choose banishment, you will go to whatever afterlifes you wish you could have been in. All of us chose death. All of you have chosen banishment. And so we will do what is necessary to make sure that you all find that fate. But I have a feeling that arrows aren't going to do it for you, Miss, uh, Abel. So, how about you let me do something? I would like to experiment. If this dagger kills you, I'll let the other two go. But if it doesn't kill you, if this is just a waste, if this is just a regular, non-magical, ghost-fighty dagger, I kill the other two friends. How about that? And with that, we are going to cut back over to Grey Owl! Uh, you, uh, are back, uh, with, uh, Merc and the other agents, um, and you, uh, you're standing there with Gundren. Alright, so, Sister Grey Owl, here is the, the situation, right? So we have been trying as hard as we can, um, to, you know, kind of figure out this whole navigating Oregon, trying to find monsters, and it seems like... They are very, very good at uh, getting around our normal detection and perception methods, Uh, which that's what it is. I understand that. Um, The problem is uh, we need to find these monsters before everyone else, right? Mm, Yes. And we need to make sure that we are the ones to get at least just enough points to keep the anarchist at bay. Or just make sure that the anarchist doesn't score those points. Either way is fine, but we just need to make sure that he doesn't win. Mm -hmm. Now, the way we do that is by finding the monsters, and we can't do that on our own. So I have made a request uh, to bring in some help. Some help? Some help. Um, from a familiar friend, and he should be arriving in just any minute. Sister Grey Owl, um, let's see, how do I say this? And before he can say anything else, uh, you see the doors, uh, just kind of burst open, and, and running towards you, uh, from the other side of the door and into the church, is a dog. A dog? A very special dog. <gasps> it's Donkey. From a really long time ago, Dunky uh, runs up uh, towards you all, and um, he's like, "Ah, pretty good, right? It's a dog, our dog." Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, and uh, he he uh, very excitedly runs up to uh, find you, um, and he just says, "Okay, so he- here's the thing: we needed some outside help. This is not that outside help. This is just a little extra. This is just a, a little treat for us, but." Or sorry, we needed a way to find these monsters before everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first thought, and this was a dumb thought, was maybe we could get this dog to help us in the sniffing advantage. That is a very old west thought. That is some cowboy ass shit. Um, because I also remembered that we also are in leagues with the last beholder on the planet. Uh, and then moving through the door, 
is Isolter from episode like two, uh, or maybe three. I don't quite remember, but maybe I think it's actually three. Uh, it's this huge beholder uh, moves through the door, and a beholder, for anyone who doesn't know, is this large, kind of meaty, or it's kind of a meatball with a lot of eye stalks uh, and a lot of eyes, and one big old eye in the middle. And they are kind of these very like mentally superior beings. Gundren is just like I think you'll remember the seer uh, from uh, our headquarters in Fandolin. Uh, and he says, "Yes, gr- greetings." I'm here to use the bare minimum of my powers to detect where anything really could be. And he kind of floats in. He's like, so our plan, uh, with the help of the seer, we are going to detect the other groups. Uh, We can keep tabs on where the dagger is. And we might be able to keep tabs on certain monsters. Uh, (laughs) If you'll remember... um, uh, and uh, you see the seer kind of makes a projection with his, uh, uh, with several of his uh, smaller eyeballs kind of like uh, makes this like 3D, like very like Tony Stark kind of uh, uh, model in the air. Uh, that's this huge map of the area uh, with a lot of detail. You can even see if you look very closely, like uh, people uh, in full detail uh, kind of like moving around on the ground. And it maps out all of uh, Portland and like the nearby uh, woods and uh, kind of the surrounding area. Gundren's like, if you'll remember uh, the way this power works, and then he gets cut off. Uh, Isolter is like, let me explain my powers, please, for once. I'm not a fucking computer. Um, so, so here's the deal. My abilities, or my central ability uh, with my phantasm, is that I can detect things based off of desire. So if you desire a Klondike bar, I uh, will detect you. Uh, by basically doing a search for once a Klondike bar. But then if I did a search for something like is a Klondike bar and doesn't want to get eaten, it would show me all the Klondike bars. And you see a whole bunch of uh, red lights kind of flash all around the screen. Uh, uh, Approximately five of them. uh, Five kind of large dots uh, kind of flash out. And we zoom out actually a little bit from... Uh, the area. Uh, Only one of those red dots is in Portland and the other um, uh, four are in different areas. Um, And he just says these, I believe, are the creatures and their locations. Um, If you look at my map, um, what I have done is I first did a search for uh, who wants to win this competition. I got God, quite a few people, uh, quite a few armies, actually. And then after that, I did a search for who wants to kill those people, and I got these. Uh, and there's also some smaller dots kind of just generally around the area, uh, probably unrelated people who just have uh, murderous intents towards some of the specific champions. So what uh, I have done here, what we found, uh, is that uh, these are the kind of hostile entities in our a little circle, and uh, the the larger ones uh, we're presuming to be the beasts that uh, the kind of we've all been gathered to deal with. One second, I'm going to take a sip of water. Gotta stay hydrated. Okay, sorry. Um, so we we know where they are. Fat bet, super, super, super good for us. The problem there then is getting to them and finding a way to defeat them. 
uh, because our party is kind of split up all over the place. Uh, and he uh, shows the map and you see uh, several dots towards um, the uh, Japanese gardens. Uh, and that is where uh, presume, you presume your friends to be. Uh, and he says, these, uh, I've just done a search for people who, um, or well, but we have, you know, the, uh, the means to track uh, Merc agents through uh, my power, and so I uh, have trackers on all of them. I presume, unless there is a little camping trip that I was not invited to, uh, that uh, those uh, uh, three uh, 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 up at the Japanese gardens, uh, or I guess actually four within the continuity, but it's 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 hard to remember that because not everybody's here today. But um, these four uh, here are uh, waiting, and they appear to be uh, members of our little organization. So I'm going to guess that's where the other four are. So we can find them pretty easily. Um, but that is not the most exciting piece of news. And you see the projection kind of like die down. And you see from the doors that are still open, this uh, bright uh, spotlight kind of shines down from the ground. And you hear uh, the sound of something really large uh, and uh, full of... Um, fumes uh kind of uh uh emanating from outside like a like a really big engine if that makes sense and you see gundren and he's like yeah go on uh sister grail how about you uh go take a look at what is outside okay can i go look outside now yeah uh so you uh walk outside with donkey uh kind of uh trotting along behind you uh and you see something that you've never seen before. You've never seen, uh, the, like, this construct. It appears to be a giant balloon, uh, kind of horizontally placed uh, in the air. And there is a large metal box attached to the bottom of it, almost like a pirate ship, uh, if that makes sense. And it is this, like, really uh, kind of... Uh, it, it's futuristic, uh, for y'all especially. Uh, and it appears to be something that you could only describe as an airship. There are these large sails on the sides of it. The balloon appears to be kind of transparent. It, it, it appears like sturdy, but it's transparent. So you can kind of see the night sky above you, uh, which is uh, would be very starry, but uh, clouded out by pollutants uh, in the air. And you see this huge ship above you. And uh, Gundam's like, does, does, does it look cool? I've never seen it. I, you know, for obvious reasons. But does, does it look cool? It looks really cool, like really yeah. rad. Okay, good. Well, um, as you can probably see, you and the gang are not the only people to go through some pretty hefty developments within uh, the last couple of months. And Yorin, who is with, uh, who, who is there, and is like, that's right! That, we, I made, hey, I made that! Or I designed it! I didn't, like, I can't lift that heavy thing, so we don't have a lot of machinery, but I designed that, and uh, we all kind of worked on it, and we we have an airship! We have an airship! We have an actual goddamn airship! It's cool, right? It's cool. It's impressed. really cool. Yes. I'm very thank proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and she kind of uh, presses a small button, and you see uh, this ladder begin to descend. Um and uh, uh, it's, it slowly begins to reach the ground. And um, Gundren's like, how about uh, we show you around uh, uh, our new base of operations? Uh, and also, 
let's go save your friends. Yorn's like, what, what do you mean save? Are they in trouble? Look, I'm going to guess that if we can track our members this easily, other people have probably done the same. to the anarchist uh, who is staring at a uh, the equivalent of a smartphone in this universe, a Merc communicator. And he's just kind of looking at it. He's sitting by a river and he's just kind of scrolling through the contents of it. Uh, there's a campsite not too far away from him. You can hear the uh, crackling of the fire behind him. And he uh, kind of looks over um, and most people uh, are sleeping uh, or uh, kind of getting ready for that. Um, and, uh, you, uh, he is near, I, I believe it is, uh, the Washington Park in the area where, uh, he is camped out, uh, nearby to the Japanese gardens, and, uh, he has just kind of seen this huge, uh, army procession, uh, move upwards, uh, into the, uh, or, or, like, up the garden pathway, uh, and, and the garden, by the way, is up on this really large hill that uh, most of y'all already climbed. He, he has seen that not too long ago, because this is also happening in the present moment. And so he is just kind of setting up camp uh, nearby and kind of uh, watching them, uh, but also uh, looking at his communicator and kind of inspecting it. And he's just kind of looking around at uh, everything uh, kind of taking in what he knows and taking in the potential dangers of the situation that he's placed himself in. Um, and he looks at the water and then he looks back at the communicator. And he's scrolling through it and he's kind of looking at the contacts, kind of very minimal things. Uh, but ultimately, he, he takes it and he just throws it in the river. Pops in the river, it short circuits, it's done. The communicator is gone. And... He just kind of, like, uh, looks behind him again over at the campsite, and he sees Panera kind of very nervously uh, sitting there uh, by the campfire. Uh, or, but why don't I say by the campfire? I mean, like, well away from the campfire because she's a tree. And he looks back at the ground near him, and he just mutters something to himself. And he's just sitting there, and he's thinking. What did she want? What did any of them want? What was all that? What was that whole thing? It's just... I thought she wanted the truth. But maybe... Maybe... I just didn't have it. And he kind of stands up a little bit. Um, and he's still just kind of looking out around him. You know... Most people, they don't want the truth. They just want fear. They want violence. They want sex. They want drugs and they want guns. And I can give that to most people. But Grey Owl, she didn't want any of that. I think she was genuinely a good person. 
Huh. Well, he wa- walks towards Panera uh, and, w- and where she is, and he just like stands there before her and kind of like leans down. All right, Panera, I'm listening. Do you think there's any way we can get Grey Owl back? Oh my my. about to hear a very loud, probably loud, crunch. That's pretty good. On the contrary, I think that wasn't loud Thank enough. To give, it, to give it another go. Real okay. close to the mic. I would also say nice, but I don't think we had enough like re- reverb in that, you know. I think the <laughs> feedback was a little high. Let's w- one more time. All right, well. I just ate plastic. <laughs> I think that was pretty good, but like, can we do one more? Just yeah, one? I'm really sorry, but you know, it's you know, I'm like dead. the higher I'm ups. With that, it's it's more like the higher ups, you know. I don't want I don't want to lose funding or anything, but I'm afraid if you can't, you know, we will just have to find someone else who can. Unsatisfied. <laughs> I'm Again, it's it's I... not it's not us. It's it's the it's the higher ups like 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 Craig like you know how picky he is. It's uh, I, like I'm I'm sorry. He's just gonna one more, you know. For old time's sake. I, you have no power over me. We are paying you in college credit. So, just... Why not just pay me a little money? I mean, as as we can clearly see, we are on the verge of... As I just stated, like, around a couple seconds ago-ish, we're on the verge of losing funding. For this project, so if this project doesn't go through, not only will we not be able to pay you in the future, but we might not be able to have you back for your second year of internship, and you wouldn't want that. Now, would you? Would do you want to be known as the person who lost their job here and ended up having to work at Ryan's company? Because I don't think you want to work at Ryan's company. Of course, I don't want to work at Ryan's company. Nobody wants to work at Ryan's company. Ryan sucks. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, you know, fine. But this is the last time, okay? Okay, okay. This is the last time. That was my warm-up.
There you go. Oh my God! You know, good. I we have a star in our midst. That was just so perfect. Yeah, I get get Ted on the line. It was just you oh, know shit. what? Oh shit! Oh fuck! Hey, just, hey! Wait, wait, every every shut up, every shut up. You see that? You see that? Uh, we we pan the camera pans over. We see a a man uh standing sitting in the background in the dark uh in a gray uh suit jacket uh smoking a cigarette. And he leans forward and he he looks directly at me, the casting director uh or sorry casting co-director, and he he gives a thumbs up and then he leans back in the darkness. Holy shit. Um. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Yeah. No. He, oh, Fuck, fuck. We thought he was dead. Oh, oh. What? He, he's never moved. Yeah, we had like the coroners coming in today and everything. Um, we thought he was dead. Oh, fuck. Shit. Ted loves it. Yo. So, Ted loves it. So I got the job? You got the well, fucking gig. Welcome, yes! welcome to the team. Yes! Holy shit. Holy shit. Hey, I always knew listen. I was meant for the big <laughs> Look, Skirt. Uh, what, what was your name again? What was your name again? Um, Kakarpsis. Kakarpsis? Great. Um, listen, uh, here are the keys to my, uh, BMW. All right. It's a very, very nice car. I want you to take that car. That's your car now. I want you to take that car. I want you to drive to my house. That's your house now. I want you to go upstairs. I don't want you to fuck my wife. <laughs> See my wife now? <laughs> On the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, good improv, you guys. <laughs> There's so many things so far say. in this recording that could be like good, like after credits thing. It's gonna, it's gonna be a hard choice. Um, Sorry, what were you saying? I just want to say, as like a, a member of the team, welcome, and I am just so glad you got Ted's direct approval. To play Bush number three in the room two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the position I've always wanted. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that one. That's good. That's the one that's staying. <laughs> <laughs>